0: Back in 2015, I started doing something that has completely changed my personal life and completely changed my teacher life. Now, that might feel like a bold statement, but I can promise you it's not an overstatement. When I say this thing that I started back in 2015 completely changed my life, I'm serious. And it all comes down to reading, now, I would never describe myself as somebody who just loves to read. But I did find that when I can read the right books at the right time and chunk it in a way that is reasonable and manageable, I found that my life gets better, my classroom gets better, my happiness increases, and it's crazy because I'm not reading all. Hundreds of books in a year. I'm not even reading 20 books in a year. And so, what I want to do in this episode is break down this process of how I read, what I read, why I read, and how those readings have actually made a monumental shift in how I teach. And spoiler alert, I'm not even reading teacher books. That's right, teacher friends, I'm a teacher on a teacher podcast, and I'm not reading teacher books. And this life hack could maybe be something that you integrate into your life in 2022. Now, before we get into this super dynamic episode, I want to read a five-star review that was left on the Apple podcast app. The listener of the week said, five stars, what a dynamo. Her energy is endless and her passion for her work is amazing. Try it. You'll like it. Thanks, Monica, for you bringing the lights. Well, thank you for leaving that five-star review and thank you for being the listener of the week. Guys, I know I've talked a lot about reviews and it's not because it's this flex of let's figure out how many reviews that this Teacher Life podcast can get. The reason why I would love for you to review this podcast, if you haven't already, is because this sends signals to other people that they should also listen. This says to iTunes, hey, people actually care about this podcast. This podcast is impacting people's lives. And that's my number one goal for recording these each week. Sometimes I'm like, Monica... Do do people actually even care about this podcast? Do you spend hours each week recording after school simply to have a few people listen? And the answer is no. You guys have proven in the past year that this is making a difference for you. So do me a favor and leave a quick written review so we can spread the This Teacher Life podcast love to more audio waves throughout our country and even internationally. I'm very, very excited to jump into this episode where I am going to share three books that made 2021 incredible and I'm going to share the process of why I picked them. Let's go. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us, who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. I used to hear people talking about reading as if it was this glamorous, splendid, relaxing experience, and I didn't get it. They would say things like, oh, I just I got lost in this book and I couldn't put it down. I read the whole thing from cover to cover in one afternoon, and I was like, that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. If I'm being honest, I was like, that is not true. Nobody likes reading that much. And I know that some of you are like, seriously Monica, you you haven't liked reading your whole life. And the answer is no. Even though I have written multiple books, I didn't develop a love for reading until about 2015. In 2015, I actively made the decision to start reading more. But cuz what I found was I just wasn't picking up the right books. Sometimes we get frustrated with our students because we're like, you should have a free reading book. You should have a free time book. It's always good to be carrying a book from the library. And then the kids fake read because they feel like they're being forced into reading something. And I felt like as a teacher that we should be reading teacher books or reading story books. But I just, I never found what I liked. Until 2015, I said, I'm not gonna be that person who says I'm gonna read 100 books this year. I'm gonna be a person who picks up one book per month. And every month, I'm gonna select one book about a topic that interests me. And I'm going to finish that by the end of the month. It wasn't this crazy goal, it was just one book per month for one year. I said, I'm gonna do 12 books. And in that year of 2015, I became a reader because I was setting a manage- manageable goal and I wasn't pigeonholing myself into choosing specific books that I thought I needed to read or things that, I, that other people thought I would like. I went on this adventure of, well, what, what does Monica Gentile like to read? And then I found myself wanting a highlighter in my hand as I read. I know some of you are like, you wrote in books. You highlighted in books. We tell our kids to not write in books. Oh, hell yeah. I wrote all over those books. I took notes. I got out a yellow highlighter. I took notes. I wrote down thoughts. I completely wrote all over those pages. And then at the end of the month, I sat down in front of my computer and I reflected on those notes. I typed them out and I started keeping this blog that is not open to the public, but a blog that was just for me. And I actually call it My One Recap. It's about finding purpose and passion on every page of every book that I have now read since 2015. And I can tell you, I have not skipped a single month since then. Sometimes I have to be a little strategic about how long the books are. Like if I know I'm going to have an incredibly busy month, I'm not picking up a 350-page book. I'm picking up a 90-page book. So I am strategic about the length, but I'm also super, super, super aware of what I need and what I want to read. And so in the year 2022, I am going to read 12 books. I have Picked out the potential books that I want to read. They're sitting in a very special area of my bookshelf. And I'm going to dive into those. But in 2021, I have to tell you, even though it was a crazy year and not what we expected, I read one book per month for the whole year. And there were three of those That really stand out to me. There were three of those that I was like, dang, I want to share those with other teachers. Not because they're about teaching, but because here's what I've learned. Some of the best teacher ideas that we can possibly get are not written in education books. Some of my best teacher ideas have come from business books or marketing books or religious books, or self-help books, or uh, essentially like a documentary in the form of a book. This is how much I don't know about writing. I literally called it like a documentary in the form of a book, also known as a biography, okay? I've started reading a variety of things. I'm not reading Jodi Picoult and I am not reading book from Reese Witherspoon's favorite book list. If you love those books, awesome. I support you. I think we all have to find what's our jam when it comes to reading. So in this episode, I want to just share just a little bit about the three books that have impacted my life the most in 2021 in the hopes that the spirit of this idea gets you excited about your book list for 2022 Or maybe the words of wisdom that I'm going to share directly from my private blog help you in a way that's going to impact your life or your classroom or your students. So the first book that I want to share with you, I actually read in January of 2021. It was my very first book that I picked up for the new year. And it was a book by Kendra Hall called Stories that stick now again that has nothing to do with being a classroom teacher but here's what I do know as teachers one of the most powerful tools that we have in our tool belt is the ability to tell a story I honestly believe this and get re- get your pen ready get get this ready cuz you're going to want to write this down you're going to want to remember this cuz it's going to go on like a teacher t-shirt one day i just know it it says facts tell stories compel what i mean by that is we can give kids facts about things all right that that tells them about something facts tell but stories compel our kids to act or to feel or to engage So whatever it is you're teaching, if you can link that to a story, you're going to have the attention of your kids. They're going to perk up more. I use this in my classroom all the time. I'm thinking about what am I going to teach? Do I have a story from my real life that I can use to illustrate the point? I think teachers are some of the greatest storytellers of all time. So I specifically chose a book in January about storytelling so I could use that in my classroom. Kendra Hall, the author of this book, is not a classroom teacher, has not been a classroom teacher. But I learned a hell of a lot of things that we can use in our classroom. In fact, I want to uh, I share a quote with you. She used this quote in marketing. And she said, marketing is no longer about the stuff that you make, but about the stories you tell about that stuff. And as I read it, do you know what my teacher brain did? I started replacing some of her words with words that fit for us. So I said, curriculum is no longer about the stuff that we're supposed to teach, but the stories that we tell about the stuff that we teach. Isn't that interesting? How when we read books that are maybe not, quote, intended for our market, our educator brains can take that super powerful information and just automatically transform it, which is why I love reading books outside of our niche, because we can learn a ton. There were just so many good things in that book, and I started using them. In my classroom, I started using valuable stories and purpose-driven stories and consumer stories in my classroom in the hopes that kids would want to listen. And when they listen, they're a heck of a more likely to learn. And so that is what I've learned over the course of the past shoot, like six years of doing this is... I want to find the purpose on every single page, regardless of what I read. And so do I recommend Stories That Stick by Kendra Hall? If you are into taking marketing and business ideas and are open to using those in a classroom-driven way, then I, yeah, I do. I highly recommend that one. Now I know some of you gravitated towards this episode of the podcast because you were truly hopeful that I would bring up books about teaching. So I don't want to disappoint because to be honest, there are tons of incredible books on education on the market today. Probably more books in education and for teachers than there ever has been in the history of education And so, do I think that education books can make a huge impact in our teacher life? Heck yeah. In fact, that's why I continue to write books that are for us specifically as teachers. If you haven't read my book called 180 Days of Awesome, I do recommend it if you are needing a boost, if you are questioning whether or not this profession is for you anymore. If you are coming into winter break hoping for that rejuvenation, that reminder of why you do what you do every day, I think 180 Days of Awesome is a great book to pick up and snuggle up by the fire, have some hot chocolate, and read it during winter break. Yeah, 180 Days of Awesome is for you. If you are that teacher who is finding yourself having a difficult time engaging and motivating students, that you need some practical strategies that are gonna get kids excited to participate and kids excited to walk into your classroom each day, Then I got the book for that, too. It's called Game Changers 20 Engaging Motivational Strategies that will change the way that kids participate in your class and will change your mindset as a teacher. It is fun. It is whimsical and it is stuff that you will not find in other teacher books. The final recommendation that I want to make is if you are looking to build stronger relationships with students, If social and emotional learning and that hidden curriculum of connecting with kids and helping them on a heart and head level is for you, then The Rooted Classroom is for you. It's got 20 chapters of stories and strategies that are all about SEL, relationship building, and connecting with kids in a way that is totally possible in the year 2022. All 20 of those strategies are things that I do in my classroom with my own students on a daily basis. And if they work for me, teacher friend, I think they can work for you. All of these books are available at monicagenta.com books. That's monicagenta.com slash books. I would love to share these three incredible educator books with you. And maybe you want to dive in over our winter break. So if you came here looking for teacher recommendations, there you go. I got your back, friends. Now it's time for me to get into my second favorite book of 2021. I actually read this one in February. um, And it had been on the market for a really long time. I think that's what's cool about this is sometimes books will come out and we're just really eager to dive into them and read them as soon as they hit the shelves. And then there are books like the one I read in February that have been out for many years and I just kind of missed the boat on it. I read it substantially later than everybody else did, but it's called Wolfpack by Abby Wombach. Abby Wambach is um, a former professional soccer player for the U.S. women's soccer team. And she is now a very popular speaker and author of other books. And it was a short read. I'm going to be honest. I picked this book up because I knew I could read it pretty quickly. It was a strategic choice because I knew that I could sit down and read it in less than two hours. And that was really appealing to me because last February I had so many speaking events at schools. I had so many professional development webinars, virtual events, and in-person events that I knew that I needed a short read to fulfill my goal. But I also wanted something that was going to be super enjoyable. I think if we're going to read books, they got to be good books. And I had heard great things about Abby's writing. I heard that it was short and sweet but super powerful. And a lot of it had to do with our inner dialogue as humans. A lot of it had to do with stories of her time of playing soccer. But the thing that really got me was a part in section three of the book. And it was really repetitive. And I think repetition gets our attention. And there was a lot of repetition of the term, if you have. So I want to read that to you. It says, if you have a voice, you have influence to spread. If you have relationships, you have hearts to guide. If you have privilege, you have power to share. If you have money, you have support to give. If you have a ballot, you have a policy to shape. If you have pain, you have empathy to offer. And if you have freedom, you have others to fight for. You are alive, therefore you are a leader. And I remember putting that down and having, like, tears in my eyes and wanting to be like, yeah, Abby, and having goosebumps because I think that was so powerful. It was this repetition of, like, you might not feel like you have a voice, but maybe you have freedom. You might not have a lot of money, but do you have pain that you can influence other people and share with other people, right? We don't all have the same thing, but we are all part of humanity. And so even though our values and our needs and our wants and what we have in our lives might not match, we all have something to offer. And as I read that, I thought, that is a powerful SEL lesson that I can teach in my classroom. The power of if you have And so I literally got one of the most dynamic SEL lessons that I taught last year from a book about soccer. And this has nothing to do with soccer. Right? Sometimes when we're reading something that we can do, if we love it, if it gives us goosebumps, if it's like, oh, shoot, that's a good point. We got to stop and say, now, how can I use that point To leverage learning in my classroom. And I felt like Wolfpack was full of a lot of those little examples. But that was one that stood out. And that's why I was like, dang, that was one of my top three favorite books of 2021. Now, I didn't have my third favorite book until August. Not that the books that I read in 2021 weren't good. But January was so good February was so good. And then I kind of read the rest of the months until August. And I was like, yeah, it was fine. It was good. Nothing to write home about. Okay. (laughs) But then August hit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. This This book had just hit the market. And I read it immediately. And it was called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. And you might be like, oh, girl. That sounds a little granola for me. I don't want to be a monk. I don't want to read about being a monk. But that's not really what it was about. It was really about how we spend our time thinking. How we spend our time living. How we spend our time going through our thoughts and our emotions and how we can just be better humans, whether we're classroom teachers or monks, whether we are accountants or we are mothers, right? Like think like a monk is really not about being a monk. It's about embracing life for everything that we want it to be. And Jay Shetty did such a good job in this. Jay Shetty actually is a former monk. He has one of the best podcasts that I have ever heard. In fact, it's one of the top rated podcasts in the world. If you are listening to this podcast, maybe you're listening to others. His is called On Purpose and it is fabulous. He's so easy to listen to um, and he's one that I download every single week. So I knew I liked him as a podcaster. I follow him on social media, but I never read any of Jay Shetty's books. So I was super curious to hear him as a writer, not just as a speaker, not just as a thinker. And I love this statement that I'm about to read from his book. It says, When we tune out the opinions, expectations, and obligations of the world around us, we begin to hear ourselves. Whoa, I'm going to read that again because I think it's worth a reread. Listen closely, friends. When we tune out the opinions, expectations, and obligations of the world around us, we begin to hear ourselves. And as teachers, we needed that statement. We needed that statement from Jay Shetty throughout 2021, and we probably need that for 2022. I heard that, and in my teacher head and heart, I thought, yes, that's exactly what we need to do. Sometimes we need to tune out the opinions of people as we are scrolling through Facebook, and everybody's got something to say about being a teacher. But these opinions are coming from people who aren't even necessarily teachers at all or maybe anymore. We need to tune out the expectations sometimes that we have for ourselves because we are comparing ourselves to the teachers that we were prior prior to the pandemic. We need to tune out truly some of our own expectations for us. And he says we need to tune out some of the obligations. Oftentimes we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy consumed with obligations that we feel like we have to do because we feel like, oh, it's what we're supposed to do. Bullshit. Says who? Says us. Tune it out. So as I read that, I was like, he is speaking to educators right now. I'm sure that's not what he intended, right? I think he was speaking to everyone. But I was looking at it from the lens of education. And so I think sometimes we just have to hear ourselves. We have to listen to what we are consuming. And sometimes it means to say yes to things. And sometimes it means say no to things. But we have to examine our own hearts and heads. And that is why I loved Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. It was, if I had to pick, of these three favorites... That I have shared with you in this podcast. If I had to pick my most favorite book of 2021. It was definitely Think Like a Monk. Was it philosophical in some ways? Yes. Was it almost like, um, like, like stoic in a lot of ways? Absolutely. But I found so many nuggets of things where I'm like yes, yes, yes. And I took those yeses and I use them in my classroom and that's the power behind pages of every book that we pick up that we're passionate about my three book recommendations that you heard in this podcast might not be best for you but are you sitting here thinking like I'm not really a reader either but could I commit to one book per month because that's reasonable Maybe it's something where you need to expand the types of books that you're reading. You used to love reading and now you have found that it's just feeling a little bit stale. So you need to try something new. Maybe it's that you're sitting here saying like, I need to read a teacher book. Because maybe you've never read a good teacher teacher book you've read some crap that read like a textbook you've read some stuff from some publishers that I'm not going to mention and you're like this is not even for teachers because the author's not even a teacher they're a textbook writer they're a curriculum writer sometimes we just have to find what works for us and I want 2022 to be the year where you find purpose on pages where you develop a love for reading again, or maybe you develop a love for reading for the very first time. For me, the very first time of developing that love was in 2015. But I can tell you that I'm genuinely amped for the books that I'm gonna read in 2022, and I want that for you as well. So there it is. Find some things that you love to read, Examine why you're choosing to read them. Don't pigeonhole yourself into a certain category or a certain niche. Be open-minded to finding new things on every single page. And then go into this year knowing that what we consume impacts us in both a good and bad way. If you're finding yourself consuming too much content on the internet... Maybe it's time to put down the cell phone and open up a book. I want you to know that I'm cheering you on and I would love it if you dropped me a direct message. Shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook. I want to know what what are you currently reading and why do you love it? We can pretty much have, like, an Oprah book club, okay? hmm Like, Oprah's favorite things. We can do that together on social media. If you are like, Monica, I'm currently going through Reese Witherspoon's entire um, book list. Good for you, friend. I support that. Let's talk about it. I think that this strategy is really powerful. And I want you to know that regardless of what you're reading, regardless of who you're teaching you're doing a great job. You did a great job in your classroom in 2021. And I want to thank you for living this teacher life.